This program is supported by Jewish Family Services. Jewish Family Services is a leading provider of social services in greater Milwaukee for individuals, families, and children of every age, race, religion, income, or lifestyle. The 411 Live. Where you can learn about issues that affect us every day. Stay the world. 411 Live. Real people, real talk. Made to help people in our community in every way. Life can be a challenge. Hey, stuff happens. You know, there could be a mental health diagnosis or your spouse dies or you need help managing your finances or you're experiencing physical limitations. Any number of things. And that could include substance abuse. You may wonder, what are you going to do? You can't deal with it by yourself. Well, maybe you don't have to. Hello, everyone. I'm Beverly Taylor, and this is the 411 Live, real people, real talk. Now, there is a place to turn to, but many people may not know it's available, and we're going to talk about that today. I have three guests from the Jewish Family Services, and they are Samantha Kovach, who is the Mental Health Professional Comprehensive Community Service, or CCS Program Manager, Kirsten Peterson, CCS Care Coordinator, and Margot Baumgartner. Did I say your name right? Baumgarten? Yeah. Okay, yeah. good. Okay. MCFI Employment Specialist. So welcome to all of you. Thank you. You know, I started out mentioning potential scenarios uh, that possibly the CCS Community Services Program can help people. Let's just kind of dive in deeper and kind of explain what CCS is. Who wants to take that? Samantha, you want to take that one? Sure. CCS, also known as the Comprehensive Community Services, Mm -hmm. is a volunteer Medicaid program for adults and youth. So we are working with people who have some kind of a mental health or substance abuse diagnoses, um, one or the other, uh, people who are wanting to work on their recovery, and they're going to be pretty independent. They're going to be able to make their own appointments, kind of are, they need more guidance, but they are doing pretty good in terms of managing their life. Um, We're a community-based program, so we will serve people anywhere they are in Milwaukee County. And then there are programs outside of Milwaukee County similar. Okay. Um, Yeah. Okay. So what would lead someone to contact CCS, or do they contact the Jewish Family Services directly, or how does that work? So so something that would lead someone to CCS, like you mentioned, could be homelessness, a loss that you're not, you know, you don't know where to turn. Mm -hmm. Um, You're, you've really gotten deep and dark into the substance abuse role or uh, situation and you just want to get out of it and you don't know how to get that help. So somebody would definitely, they could reach out to Jewish Family Services. They could contact any one of the CCS agencies directly. There's about 10 to 15 of them around the Milwaukee County area. Um, or they could call the Milwaukee County Behavioral Health Division. Um, the Community Access to Recovery Services is the division. 
and they could call them directly to be screened to be fit into the correct program. Okay. Is it strictly for um, substance abuse, um, alcohol abuse recovery? Substance abuse, alcohol, but also mental health. So people who are struggling with depression, struggling with, um, we have some schizophrenic diagnoses, bipolar, anxiety, anything that's keeping you from reaching your life vision or your life goals, we can help you overcome by setting you up with the services to help you learn the skills to better manage your life. CCS, is this a relatively new concept? Relatively. It's been around for, oh, I think about five years now, mm-hmm. the program. It's de- it's definitely developed over the years. Um, but yeah, so it's still pretty new. Uh, and if you're not in the world of mental health or substance abuse, somebody might not know about it. Right. And that's what's so great about um, the way that we're doing some of these outreach things is to, to just educate people. Okay. So let's just kind of walk through this. I. I have a a mental health issue. I seek the help. I have contacted Jewish Family Services. Somebody, so is there a part where you, there's a screening to make sure that you're eligible for the program? Yep, so there's a whole intake process. It does take about, it's about 30 days to go through and it's pretty intense. Mm -hmm. It's, you would meet with our intake coordinator and that person would do all the, you know, the required paperwork, the legal, uh, the legal releases of information. Um, they do a full comprehensive assessment and a functional eligibility screen. They work with the person to determine their goals and kind of what are their priorities, help them determine what it is exactly that they need help with. And then at the recovery team meeting, which is kind of the official start of their services, they're introduced to their care coordinator. And that's the person who's going to help get them started with their referrals, going to make sure that they are connected to the services that they need. And that's where Kirsten would then step in because being a care coordinator, that would be where she would take over. So Kirsten, part of that role. Kirsten, this is kind of that, that one-on-one. You are really getting to know that person to really find out what their needs are and the path that they should take. Is that correct? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So typically I would meet with a client. um, It could be once a week. It could be every other week, once a month, kind of whatever they're comfortable with. Mm -hmm. And um, I would, you know, check in on how they're doing. We would review their goals. We would, um, if they want to add a service, change something, end a service if they feel like they no longer need it, we could do that. I really just kind of work with them to help them stay on track and make sure that they're meeting their goals and getting what they need from the program. So I do get to know people very well. <laughs> right, right. Because sometimes setting goal, those goals, that's a, that's a tough part for people, right? Yeah, absolutely. And we have tools as well to um, help them kind of focus in on, you know, what area of their life that they want to, you know, focus in on. So it could be their emotional wellness. It could be um, their physical health. It could be, um, do they feel like they are um, good at seeking services on their own or do they maybe need more support? So we'll kind of go over them with them so that they don't have to think of those goals on on their own completely. Mm -hmm. So Kirsten, are you kind of the conductor? You know, you have the client, you've 
found out their their goals and their needs. So now you are pinpointing the resources to meet those those needs. Is that oh, yeah. being too simple? <laughs> <laughs> no, conductor is a perfect word. <laughs> kind of that point person that the client will go to if they um, feel like maybe they need someone to help them in this area or in this other area, I would help them find those people and connect them with them. Okay. Let's find, let's talk about some of those, those areas, uh, that, you know, they have the needs for. Um, we were talking about, you know, there could be mental, physical, this kind of thing could, what, what does that look like? Is that, uh, therapy, some kind of physical therapy? What, what could it look like? Yeah, so we have a very wide range of different services. Um, and that could be therapy, that we have different types of therapy. So they could do music therapy, art therapy, um, equine therapy, which is horse, like horse kind of therapy. Um, if they want to focus on their physical health, we have physical health monitoring services. So that could be someone who um, comes in and does kind of more like physical or occupational or fitness kind of training with them. We have yoga and meditation. Um, We have peer support specialists. So someone that could work one-on-one with a client um, who has a lived experience of a mental health diagnosis or substance use disorder that could really kind of be almost like a friend to them. Um, All different types of things. I'm sure there's a lot that I miss, but... (laughs) Yeah, very good. So I am going to uh, pull in Margot because yeah. my understanding is you take care of the, the that pathway, whereas they may need help with employment. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, that's ex- pretty much what I do. Um, it's it, to put it into simple terms, I help them find a job. But between that, I there's more details to finding a job. Mm-hmm. Um, I get to know them on a personal level. Um, to make sure that we're supporting them appropriately and they're ready to interview. Um, I think my biggest, my biggest role is kind of to find that narrative that makes them believe in themselves. And so they can communicate like, Hey, you should believe in me too, as a, as an employer. Um, And I work with all of the GFS or the GFS clients who really want that job. And I want, basically you're going to work as hard as me. And I'm going to work as hard as you to help you find that job so we can give you that independence. Um, and the ultimate goal is fading them out of my services and having them have that stable um, that stable employment. Mm-hmm. And for a lot of us, we are what we do sometimes. And that's kind of the unfortunate part of our society is we put a lot of um, our, our identity into our jobs. Right. So a lot of right. people are hopeless, like, oh, I don't have a job, so I don't have a purpose. Um, and what my job is to say, hey, that that doesn't mean you don't have a purpose. That's just one area of your life that I'm trying to help you with. And obviously, we all need to make money. Um, so I, I want them to believe in themselves that they have a purpose, even without a job. Yeah. Um, even when a job a job interviewer says, hey, we can't take you right now. Um, but I've I've been lucky enough to have that um, those relationships with employers that really do. To tend to understand um, where I'm coming from as an employment specialist and where my clients are coming from. Very good, very good. There are certain things you you 
keep it, everything in perspective for them. And another thing that you were talking about that um, I want to kind of key in on is their their narrative, helping mm-hmm. them to have have that story about themselves. Mm-hmm. A lot of people do not have that. So that's mm-hmm. huge. Yeah, I definitely think so. And I think when you're at an, a hopeless stage in, your, stage in your life, which I, a lot of people have experienced, I mean, you could be have all of the support in the world and still be depressed. I mean, mm-hmm. you see that with celebrities, you see anxiety and you see substance abuse, even when they have so many people supporting them. Um, especially when you feel hopeless, it's kind of like, where is the positive in my narrative? Where is the positive in my story? And I just try to kind of help them bring it out. Um, we call it motivational interviewing, um, which consists of active listening, um, and, and really bringing out the empathetic side of my, um, position where it's like, okay, you're phrasing it like this. Um, but what I hear is you're working hard. You're Yes, you have your moments, but so does everyone else. Um, and you can explain that to an interviewer. Like, hey, I have my moments, but I'm willing to work hard. And in fact, I'm so I, I just got off the phone before this with a client that was like, hey, I don't have childcare and I don't know what to do, Margo. I'm crying to you. I don't know what to do. So I say, you know what? The employer will understand. I know this employer really well. So just give them a call and you can do this. Take a breath and we'll move forward from this. Oh, wow. So you are really coaching. That's good. That's good. What kind of reaction do you get when the person comes to you that, um, well, they discover their narrative and you've helped them formulate it. And now they're saying it and it was, it's nothing like what they had at, at, at the beginning. What is that like? Sorry, do you mean like what's the reaction? The for reaction me or that? for both. Yeah. Well, I mean, for me, it's it's the reason I do what I do, right? It's yeah. that rewarding feeling. And for them, it's um a light bulb off in their head saying, um, the, like the the woman today who I just mentioned, she said, Hey, just so you know, like you and JFS, I've lost a ton of people and you've been working with me for the past two years. The JFS has. Um, and I kind of almost just started working with them. Um, you guys are my family. Mm. And that in itself is, is something that um, that reaction is, I mean, it's worth a million words. Absolutely. Absolutely. I imagine that the other, the two of you, the other two have similar reactions from clients. Yeah, absolutely. I think the best part of CCS is that the client gets a team of providers Mm. and that really are what we are as a team and so um you know your providers are going to be communicating with each other so that everyone is on the same page and you know maybe you don't feel like you have people at home that can support you or people in your you know social life um especially through this pandemic a lot of us don't really have much of a social life so that's uh, true yeah you'll always have you know your ccs team to turn to you know, when you're in need or support. That's huge. That is absolutely huge. Listen, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back and we're going to talk a little bit more. So stay with us. You're listening to the 411 Live. Worried about your friend but don't know how to reach out? 
can say how are you or get a fake tattoo. You can ask with an app if it works for you. You can chat with them in VR. It's so good if you think you should check in. Yeah, you should. Reach out to a friend about their mental health. Learn how you can help at SeizeTheAwkward.org. COVID-19 has changed how we spend weekends with the girls. Now it's time to take the first step that lets us get back to brunching instead of late night munching. Before we can safely come together, we need the facts. As COVID-19 vaccines become available, you may have questions. Should I get it? Is it safe? Should I wait? It's okay to have questions. Now get the facts at GetVaccineAnswers.org so you can make an informed decision when vaccines are available to you. Welcome back to the 411 Live. We're talking about the Jewish Family Services CCS program. Um, And I'm talking to three ladies associated with it. And Mario, we talked about uh, kind of the the client reaction to formulating that narrative and, you know, that kind of thing. I'm wondering, what are you hearing from employers? Because you're helping to connect people to jobs. What kind of uh, feedback are you getting from employers? So it really depends on the employer. Um, I kind of, I mean, I'll start with kind of, um, I'll end with the good stuff and start with the more negative stuff. Uh, so one of the employers that I worked with, he um, had staff that needed job coaches um, and essentially was kind of let down by the organization, not the actual client, but he was let down by the organization. And it's kind of, I, in order for me to get a client and I kind of need to build that rapport back up because mm-hmm. the, the, the organization had let him down. Um, and so now he has a wall up. Um, And I say, look, my clients um, have a resume. They have all this experience. And he's like, you know what? They don't have enough experience. And in my head, I'm like, this is, they have more experience than I might've had in customer service. Um, And this was a customer service position. And I'm like, how can you not see, like, just meet them. Like, let me like give them a chance. But he was, he was adamant. And he said, you know, I don't have any roles um, and it seemed like he had a preconceived notion just based on one experience. Mm-hmm. And um, that was an unfortunate slam, uh, door slammed in my face. And unfortunately, some, some of society is just like that. But then I have other um, employers that I gave, that I even give just cold calls to. And I said, hey, I work for MCFI. Um, I don't know if you know too much about them, but I help people get jobs. Usually I just kind of leave it at that. Um, and that's my kind of put in the door for um, my small elevator speech. And I kind of let them take it from there. And he said, you know what? We don't work with staffing agencies. Um, and I'm like, oh, wait, wait, wait. I'm actually not a staffing agency. I'm a nonprofit that works with people who just want to get back into the workplace who have kind of struggled and then and just need that opportunity. He said, oh my gosh, yes, I would love to work with you. We work with nonprofits. We work with job coaches. And so that was kind of like the opposite reaction. We don't work with the average population, but we work with, um, but we work with individuals who struggle with drug abuse and struggle with getting back after having to be in prison for 10 years. Um, So 
it really, um, I've had a lot more of that. Um, not necessarily that much excitement because um, mm-hmm. that, that particular cold call was just like gold. <laughs> yeah. um, so I, that was really great to hear. And, um, and then on the other hand, there's people who, um, there's employers who say, hey, give me the resume and I'll call them today. Uh, and the, the client I had talked to you about, about the, um, having us be family, She's in this job and she's unable to get childcare. And this employer is the most understanding employer ever. And he yeah. saw the potential on her first day in her first week of training. He said, she's worth giving a chance. She's a hard worker. People love her here. And so over the past week of her having childcare issues and not being able to come to work, he said, that's no problem. Let me know when you got childcare figured out and um, we'll get you back in. So there's definitely a diverse amount of reactions. That is so great. I I see this as being very rewarding for you guys uh, because you are, you know, this could be a real pivot in people's lives for the better. You know, people who may have kind of given up or just felt, you know, just let down or I can't do it or whatever. And you're kind of that that charge that says you can do it and here's how you do it and this is it and you can take it from here. Is that the way you feel? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think the best part of the program is that it's rehabilitative and it focuses on, um, you know, how to teach someone skills to be independent. So all of the services that someone is set up with, it's, it's recovery focused. And so those providers are really going to work with you hands-on one-on-one to help you build those skills. And then hopefully you will no longer need the program. So like Margot had said before, we want to work ourselves out of a job. And when we do that, that's the most rewarding feeling. Very good. Sam, how about some of those success stories? Yeah. So Uh, One of them that stands out the most to me was a woman, obviously I'm not going to share her name, Mm -hmm. but um, she wasn't, before I was the mental health professional, I was a care coordinator for several years and she came into our program and she was really struggling with some paranoid thoughts, some audio hallucinations, not stable on her meds, such severe anxiety. She could not take the bus. She could not be alone with people she didn't know. Um, I just remember going to her intake and she was looking out the window through the blinds before she would let us in. We had to call her and tell her who we were, why we were there, even though she knew we were coming. So it was just so sad. She was being kicked out of the house where she was living. She couldn't work anymore because her mental health had gotten so bad. And she kind of bounced around with a couple care coordinators and just, she wasn't really getting anywhere. And then she kind of landed in my lap. I was just like, okay, I'll, I'll just take her, you know, see what I can do, work my magic. I don't know. Um, and over, I worked with her for about a year and a half. And over that year and a half, this woman, I can't even, like, I still, like, want to cry thinking about it. She mm-hmm. just made so much progress. She was, all it took was one of our services is a rehab, a rehab specialist. So this person came in and just helped her organize her appointments makes, you know, coaching her on making phone calls, coaching her on calling landlords, coaching her on how to set up transportation. She got to the point, she wasn't quite taking the bus, but she could independently 
take the medical taxi to and from appointments. She could go to her appointments on her own. She was approved for social security because her mental health had been so significant. So now she had an income. She hadn't had a steady income in over 10 years. She had a stable place to live. She hadn't had, she was chronically homeless. She had been bouncing from place to place. Um, Just even her demeanor, she lost a whole bunch of weight. She was working with a trainer. She was starting to build up strength. Um, Her family relationships were getting better. She was stable on her meds, wasn't missing her meds, wasn't missing medical or psych appointments, was connected to it there. Oh my gosh. It's just, it was just so rewarding to see because all it took was just a handful of people in her life to point her in the right direction. And she would always say, Sam, thank you so much. Thank you for doing this for me. I'm like, I didn't do it. I just did some referrals. You did all this work on your own and you haven't been able to do that in so long. So it was just, it's just so rewarding. I just like a new woman, (laughs) a whole new woman. She looks different. She looks, she talks different. She holds herself high. That's not special. using anymore. It's just, it's just my favorite story. She's That's one of special. my favorite people to have that, worked with. That is special. That is special. If someone listening, uh, you know, they're thinking, I need this. What do they do? How do they connect? Oh, yeah. Like I mentioned in the beginning, it's, it's just a matter of a phone call. As long as you meet the criteria. Um, and even if you don't know if you meet the criteria, all you have to do is you could call, you could call us at JFS. Um, And I can give you actually my direct number, which is the 414-467-1548. Give me a call. We can talk a little bit more, do a little screening, um, go more over the eligibility. But if you don't even know where you want to go, if you don't, you know, JFS might not be the fit for you. There are so many other agencies, as mentioned, that you can go to. And to, to find out more about those agencies or to find out more about other mental health programs that might fit your needs better, you would call what we call the CARS referral line. And that number is 414-257-6901. And like I said, all it is is a matter of a phone call. Yeah. It doesn't hurt to ask. It doesn't hurt to just make a couple of calls. Call on behalf of someone to learn more about the program. Wonderful. That's all it takes. Yeah. I guess with a care coordinator trying to figure out the the needs, um, you probably come up with needs that they didn't think they they never even thought of. I mean, when you talk about music, art therapy, and that kind of thing, you know, I can imagine some of these people have, you know, traumas that they're trying, they're dealing with any number of things, but they need to calm down. You know, that whole yoga thing probably never even occurred to them uh, to take advantage of those kind of areas, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I have a client who is not really interested in talk therapy, but um, she wants to learn how to crochet or sew. Mm. So um, I will reach out to different agencies that have art therapists and say, hey, do you have anyone, you know, any therapists that are, you know, know how to crochet or sew, sew or are even willing to kind of learn with that individual. And so maybe if they're not getting that typical one-on-one, you know, psych- talk psychotherapy, um, they'll get that art therapy and, you know, get their needs met through that. So it's really just my job to kind of hear out, hey, this is what I'm interested in, or this is what I'm interested in. And, you know, go through my list of providers and see, hey, I think this would be a good fit for you. Like, let's try this out. Wow. It can really be tailor-made. 
Yeah, absolutely. That's impressive. That's impressive. I I, I mean, I, I'm thinking so many people could take advantage of this, need this, and hopefully through this podcast, you know, more people know about it and can seek the help. So I really, yeah, go ahead. What's really fun is like Kirsten said, like you'd never really know what someone needs. Mm -hmm. Somebody has maybe been to therapy and had a horrible experience or they can't express themselves in words. So that's when we start to explore some of these other fun or creative ways. Like I think a new one is dance therapy. Mm. You have dance therapy now. There is, it's just like you tell people equine therapy and they're like, what, I can go work with horses? <laughs> like who knew? Yeah. Who knew that was a thing? Who knew that gardening was a service or horticulture? Mm-hmm. And it's ex- so fun to draw on those experiences and those strengths. Yeah. And for them to find out what that type of activity, how it affects them mentally, you know? So I, I'm imagining calms you down, puts you in a nice place, you know, the, the whole bit. Yeah. And I think it also piques their interest. They're like, oh, I'm actually interested in something. Like mm-hmm. I've never been passionate about anything. And maybe dance therapy or equine therapy sparks something in them and helps them to be inspired. That's awesome. Or the other way around. They used to do dance, but they fell out of it for some reason. Yeah. They got too depressed and they couldn't do it anymore and all of a sudden they're like okay I can do it again and they're it like sparks a renewal in their spirit and their interest in getting better okay yeah you know ladies um I'm really really glad you're here and I'm glad you do what you do because I have um well I'm sure that you are helping a lot of people and a lot of people are benefiting from your services and what you do. So thank you very much for sharing all this with us. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Oh, absolutely. So I have Samantha Kovech, Mental Health Professional, Comprehensive Community Services or CCS Program Manager, and Kirsten Peterson, CCS Care Coordinator, Margot Baumgarten, MCFI Employment Specialist. Thank you to all of you and um, Jewish Family Services. You know they're they're on board, so this is wonderful, very wonderful. Have a wonderful day, ladies. And let me say to you, thank you for joining us for another episode of the 411 Live, Real People, Real Talk. You know, we are a nonprofit organization seeking to bring people more awareness of topics within our community and interesting people. If you would like to help us, go to our website, the411live.org, and become a sponsor or uh, a contributor. Until next time, I'm Beverly Taylor, and this is the 411 Live. If you would like to check out past episodes, there are many ways. Go to your favorite podcast platform. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Like and watch us on Facebook. Watch and subscribe to our YouTube channel. And if you have suggestions for future episodes, go to our website, the411live.org. 